0: songwriter, we had the opportunity to talk to Brooklyn Michelle over Zoom video. Brooklyn was born and raised in San Antonio, Texas. She talks about that and how she got into music. She took piano lessons at a very early age and ended up picking guitar up pretty soon after that. Her grandfather was a guitar player, so she would play songs with him and eventually started showing him uh, the songs that she was writing. Unfortunately, he had pancreatic cancer and passed away, but in, her, in his honor, Brooklyn put together a charity foundation, a little music festival, to raise money for pancreatic cancer. She talks to us about putting together her first record. It took her seven years to put it out. She started it in high school. She went to school for music. She was one of about 12 people that got picked up for this program that she was in. And she was the only female there, which was huge. She ended up putting out her debut record in 2019. She talked about that. She talked about having to drop out of school because of health issues. She gets into that quite a bit. And she told us about her new song, Come Here, and the music video they shot at a haunted hotel in San Antonio. You can watch her interview with Brooke and the Michelle on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be awesome if you subscribe to our YouTube channel. And like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at bringing back pod.
1: We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: We're bringing it backwards with Brooklyn Michelle. Okay, well, thank you. This podcast is about you and your journey in music and how you got to where you are now. Uh, Why don't you tell us about where you were born and raised?
1: I was from, I'm born in San Antonio, Texas, and I've lived here all my life and I probably plan to stay here.
0: Very cool. Very cool. You, you travel quite a bit then.
1: Um, Before COVID I did. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Obviously. <laughs>
1: I'm hoping I can get back to that. My best friend lived in New York for four years and then LA. So I rely on him to travel. <laughs> I get free places to oh, stay.
0: There you go. That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, tell me about how you got into music.
1: Um, I started playing piano when I was six years old, I think. Oh, wow. My mom mom was just, we're trying out different things. She's like, why don't you try soccer? Why don't you try gymnastics? And I took to piano and I just kept learning. Um, I eventually started playing guitar when I was 13. And then I wrote my first song on the guitar, which I'll never release.
0: (laughs) Why not?
1: (laughs) It's just so cheesy, but it's cute. Um, well, and obviously then, you
0: remember it. That's cool. I
1: still remember it. Yeah. My mom, everyone could still sing it. I would bring my guitar to middle school and I'd play it on like early release days. It's so funny how many people still remember it. But, um, and then early high school, I, uh, got logic pro and I just started getting into producing. I was really inspired by Kid Cudi a lot. I think oh, sure. that's where my, um, I kind of have like a trip hop sound to my debut album, I think. Mm-hmm. And then I majored in sound recording technology in college. I was the only girl in my major.
0: <laughs> wow, that's amazing!
1: And then um, I
0: real quick, where did you go to college?
1: Oh, Texas State. Texas hey, State. My dog's mad. Hang on.
0: That's okay. <laughs> <We're> back. <laughs> oh, your dog has a cone. What happened?
1: He has really bad allergies. So he won't leave his his bites alone. He keeps biting.
0: Oh, my dog. That's funny you say that because we just moved to Nashville from. San Diego mm-hmm. and um we took him to the vet and the the the, the uh, vet, veterinarian was like yeah like just heads up like your dog, if you're, you're you know you're in a new spot your dog might have allergies and we're like okay and they're and she's like well if he starts biting at his hands and if it gets really bad you're going to have to put on a cone
1: yeah it so bad for him oh, he man. keeps trying to eat stuff off the floor and he'll go like completely vertical <laughs> I keep oh. calling him the Pixar lamp.
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny, the Pixar lamp.
1: <laughs> but, oh my uh, gosh. Well, I eventually had to like, drop out like, of college because I got no sick. Benadryl.
0: Sorry, no, oh, yeah. no, 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 doggy Benadryl. You can give him or anything.
1: We give him half a Benadryl.
0: Oh, do you really? Is it's, it starting
1: to, it's starting to wear off right now, I can tell.
0: <laughs> okay, sorry, back to your
1: music.
0: <laughs> so you got did you get into school? Was there like an audition process or you just mm-hmm. took that? You nature? had to apply
1: and only 12 people get accepted a year, I think. And people wow. all over the country apply. So it was really exciting when I got accepted. That's but huge.
0: What did you only- have to do to 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 apply?
1: Um, you had to fill out an application and send in some work you've done before. So I sent in a few songs for my debut album before it was released. Because oh, so okay. they weren't like mixed and mastered yet very well. And I was like, oh, I mixed it the best I right know. And they're like, it's very good. You're, come on. That's, in. <laughs> awesome.
0: That's amazing.
1: I'm so excited. I was only there for a year, though. I eventually got sick and I had to drop out. Um, oh my I, my. are you okay? I, that's, that's yeah. I'm okay. Now uh, it just took a few years to figure out that I have a bunch of autoimmune diseases, I have MTHFR disorder and celiac disease and I have chronic gastritis and I oh didn't know what was gosh. going on. So yeah. I was, I was getting really, really sick. I was just like fainting and throwing up every day. And I was like, well, I shouldn't be here, but oh it's okay. It led gosh. to like other opportunities. I realized I didn't want to be a mixing and mastering engineer. I wanted to focus on the creative part. I just threw tantrums. I don't. (laughs) And then I ended up meeting a really good um, mixing and mastering engineer, so I feel blessed.
0: (laughs) That's cool. So once you like kind of dropped out, or once you were kind of forced to drop out, did you just continue writing music or writing songs?
1: That's well. When I was in school, I realized I wasn't even having. I didn't have any time to actually work on my album. It took me seven years to finish it. I started it in high school. Oh and wow! Yeah, uh, and then by the time I got to college, I was like, I have eight a.m.s every day. I'm doing homework till like three or four in the morning every night. Like I was just not getting to work on it, and so that's when I decided I'm just gonna go full force and work on this album. I worked at a sushi place and worked on my album every day.
0: <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> cool.
1: Got to release it two years ago.
0: Yeah, think- it looks. Lithium is the debut record. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow, so it it was a seven-year project. What was it like when you finished? Like, I mean, that must have been a big moment.
1: Yeah, it was so relieving. I got to have my um, album release party at this venue called Paper Tiger in San Antonio. And it was around Halloween time. So I made it a costume party too. And I got to perform as Beetlejuice. And it was so cool. It was my first like real performance ever. And I was so nervous. And I was like, I'm just gonna play a character. So I was just like super obnoxious being Beetlejuice the whole time. (laughs)
0: That's cool. So you were you were just mainly focusing on writing and, and recording the record. You you weren't doing shows and stuff around that. Not really.
1: That was my first real show. Was my release show. I'd done like wow parties before, but it was just not that many people. And like yeah. like seventy to hundred people came. It was so exciting. That's,
0: That's huge.
1: All these people believe in me.
0: That's amazing. And um, once you release a record and you got that first show kind of under your belt, did you, you talked about traveling quite a bit. Were you touring or?
1: I was planning to, but then COVID came pretty quick. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I, I mean, gonna...
0: 2019, the record came out. Yeah. How, when, when did the record come out? What month? Um, October. Oh yeah. Cause you had the costume party.
1: Mm-hmm. And so... then I released uh, a follow-up single, the song, I mean, the album was kind of about like dealing with bipolar disorder before I was diagnosed. So between oh. that and my autoimmune diseases, it was just like.
0: Oh Uh, my gosh. You had a lot going on. It's a lot to handle. Wow. uh,
1: I finally got diagnosed with my autoimmune diseases and my mental health. And so my follow-up song single was called found it. And it's Mm -hmm. about like finding my brain.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow.
1: I released that in February and I was planning to start like traveling and playing shows and then COVID hit like in March.
0: Oh my God. Okay. So you just finished that new song. Mm -hmm. You were getting ready to, to do this. And then how did, I mean, just, just taking on all of that i mean the bipolar disorder and the autoimmune disorder and then now you're stuck inside for a year plus like yeah is that hard to kind of to handle and get through
1: it was at first and then i started seeing a psychiatrist and a therapist and i finally got my meds right i was on the wrong meds and wrong dose for so for so long Sure, it was just yeah that's like a
0: process in itself like a trial and error i mean in, in the the error part of it is like ridiculous <laughs> right?
1: A blessing in disguise I got a year to just like figure out my health Yeah so, and now I'm like, all right I'm ready for the world.
0: That's awesome and backed
1: up and ready to go
0: <laughs> vexed up and ready to go <laughs> <laughs> so well you, will you obviously put out a you re, put out a, a song this year but you put out another song in 2019 called retail therapy mm-hmm. what was what was that one about?
1: Um, that was, I was okay. Also, I went through a really bad breakup in 2019. And then
0: oh then gosh. <laughs> so you just got smashed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, retail therapy was when I was like starting to feel better. And I was like right. wanting to like start dressing cute again, feeling good about myself. And there's a store, a vintage store my friends own in San Antonio called the come up. Mm-hmm. And, I always buy sweaters from them, especially around my birthday. I just, it's like my thing to get a new sweater every birthday. So um, this guy, Teddy Andreas, I bought a beat from him and I just like looped them in the car as I'm driving to write um, lyrics to. And as I was leaving the store with my new sweater, I was just like, pull up and come up in my brand new sweater. And I just wrote a song about buying clothes and getting cute.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's a great song though. I mean, your work is awesome.
1: Thank you and then
0: your most recent song that you put out was called "Come here
1: mm-hmm.
0: tell me about that song you have what a video for it and and everything else
1: um that song I've been holding on to for five years it was really amazing. yeah it was going to be on my debut album but I realized it's a six minute song <laughs> like I'd rather it's like a whole project in itself sure. and it also wasn't necessarily the it wasn't co- cohesive with the album because I was more like trip hop. And this is more like R and B and jazzy. Mm-hmm. So and I was just so it, I'm so obsessed with the song that it had to be perfect. I re-recorded the vocals like three different times in the years. I had I've had eight different vocal coaches. My oh whole, my gosh. Like, no, the song's not good enough. It's not good enough. So I kept <laughs> re-recording them. And I finally got to hire a saxophonist and trumpeter for it. Okay. I was just taking a very long time to make sure it was absolutely perfect, and then I got my friend Alex Tume to mix it, and Joe Laporte to master it, and it's just finally perfect when I got to release it. <laughs>
0: That's bold, though—a six-minute song. People telling you like you should cut it down, or you just didn't care what anyone I, else I thought. Cut the
1: music video down for sure. I wasn't about to film for six
0: minutes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> And we okay. um, we filmed the music video in this hotel called the Manger Hotel. It's right next to the Alamo in San Antonio. Wow. And it's a, a haunted hotel. It's like known for being haunted. And we definitely really? figured that out. But we I only You figured the- that out. There
0: was did you did you get some like
1: Oh god, like, it was weird... so scary.
0: tell me about we, that. I'm fascinated. Uh, I used to watch that show Ghost Hunters all the time. I
1: used to watch it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> that's, that's what uh, I forget his last name, Zach though.
0: Zach, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like two nights ago, but um, I booked this suite, the Teddy Roosevelt suite, because I I got this green robe that um from this uh, designer Catherine Delish. I was so mm-hmm. obsessed with it, and I was like, all right, the music video has to be all green. So I found this suite there, the Teddy Roosevelt suite, and I only wanted to book it for one night because it was super expensive. So we had to pull an all nighter to do the music video. We started recording it like. 3 p.m. and we didn't finish till 7 a.m. the next morning wow we waited to do the hallway scenes until like four or five because we wanted to make sure like no one was awake we didn't tell the hotel or anything we we're doing a music video we didn't want to get like kicked out we didn't know their like policy
0: right so, you want to make sure that it that you got the the like um the ghost vibes so, yeah make
1: permission. sure the
0: ghosts are out
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: we waited to do the hallway scenes then so no one would like catch us Yeah. Oh my God. It was so scary. My friend, my best friend played the bellhop and he had to wait like all the way down the hallway while we were getting the scene of him like walking up with the flowers. And he kept texting, he's like, please, please hurry. I'm so scared. He's like, someone's coming. And I was like, no one's coming. He's like, I hear footsteps, I hear voices. And like, he'd go check and no one was there. And he just, you hear this like deep man's voice and like doors open and close when like nothing was there. And I was like, yeah, right. And then later I had to go film in the hallway scene. We were doing this like spinning pull away scene. Mm -hmm. And you literally see me and my videographer like, turn around multiple times we only did two takes because we were scared because
0: it like, was so that scary
1: yeah really like, let's go let's go
0: <laughs> oh my gosh
1: they even have like haunted tours there too they'll like tell you ghost stories throughout the hotel and um the the person who took us to our room i went to like scope it out a few months in advance
0: no. yeah did you take i was gonna ask did you did you take like the haunted tour to kind of figure out no, I the i of the land go. no oh
1: the person who was like taking us to the room was telling us stories too. She's like, I hear a na- uh, ghost calling my name. You'll see like doors and cabinets open and close. She said the bellhop cart was just pushed down the hallway in front of her one time. I was like, you gotta be lying. This
0: yeah. Hallway. Oh my gosh. That
1: was scary. I don't know why ghost adventures hasn't been there yet. I feel like I should email them.
0: <laughs> I know that is crazy. They haven't, I, I was going to say, I thought you were going to say, yeah, then they did an episode there already. And oh. like, no, but they haven't. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it was like the Teddy Roosevelt suite. You said Teddy Roosevelt suite. Mm-hmm. Was that like the? Is that like a, a haunted room in the in in the hotel?
1: Um, not that I heard of specifically, but every time we heard um scary noises, we'd be like, Oh Teddy, even though like he didn't (laughs) die there and he never
0: stayed there. Yeah. He did. Oh, he stayed there, he just didn't die there.
1: Yeah, he stayed in that suite. So that's why they named it after him. Obviously he didn't die there, but we were just like, Oh Teddy, every time something (laughs) scary happened.
0: Oh my, that's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) So you said he took piano lessons early on, but um, are you still writing on piano or you were talking about buying uh, like a beat from from somebody and doing like, oh, the yeah, top line?
1: I, I produce my whole album myself. I normally write songs on the piano first unless I'm like experimenting with um, like producing beats. But normally lyrics will come to me and I just try to figure out the whole song on the piano and then I'll produce. But when I was in between moving back home from San Marcos, where I went to Texas State at, mm-hmm. I just didn't really have a place to produce for a while. I eventually got a studio in um, this town called Bernie, which is like 20 minutes away from me. Yeah, it and looks like
0: you're in a studio. I mean, you have soundproofing. There oh, in my you. Bedroom. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. You I just found
1: in it recently so I could stop paying for studio time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. That's smart.
1: Yeah, but for like a few months, I didn't have a place to produce, and a bunch of people were like reaching out to me. And so when I um, recorded that song, found it, this producer Two Fifteen, it's just sent me a folder of beats on Twitter. And he wasn't expecting me to respond. And I was like, these are fire. I'll take one. And then I saw, I was watching Parasite one day and I saw uh, Teddy Andreas released a beat pack. And I was like, pause the movie. I have to listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) And I found one I really loved and I just impulse bought it. I was like, did I regret this? And then like two days later, I was like, no, this is the best song ever.
0: That's awesome.
1: (laughs) But now I'm back to producing my sophomore album too. So i am it took me, I took like a few years off from producing. I was scared that I like lost it. Uh-huh. And then once I like got to sit down in my new office, like the first day there I made a beat and I was like, no, nah, I, I, I'm good. at producing. I
0: got this. <laughs> 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 well, with so- with the song come here, you said that they- that song you had had for what, five years.
1: Mm-hmm. I produced that a long time ago. Okay. I was just perfecting it for so perfecting long. Perfecting
0: <laughs> it, perfecting it, perfecting Was there a reason behind that?
1: Um, it's just so good. <laughs> 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 I just wanted it to reach its potential. And I wanted all the instruments to be real Cause when they're midi, it just doesn't give off the same, like, <laughs> especially cause it's such like a big introduction. You just hear like all this brass and horns, like as soon as the beat comes in and I was like, that has to sound like real.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. And then I did read, did you, you found it at a charity festival?
1: Mm-hmm. My, oh. I lost my grandpa to pancreatic cancer when I was 13. And oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Thank you. Um, But then I joined the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network of San Antonio. It's such a long title. (laughs) (laughs) For a while, we were just um, fundraising money for the annual 5k purple stride we have every year Mm -hmm. and i sing the national anthem at that too it's always so cold so i don't sing it well there
0: (laughs) that's a hard (laughs) one to sing
1: it's so hard to sing cold i want to sing indoors one day i'd rather i would like to do it well just the
0: song just the anthem in general is brutal
1: when it's in a warm room i'm like wow i didn't know i could hit these notes so well well i'm like i'm embarrassed (laughs) but anyways i wanted to start um involving my music for the charity as well. Cause my grandpa would play guitar with me all the time. He was the one who would tell me like, keep at this. You got something. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. You, you'd play music with him and like what he would play guitar. You'd sing.
1: Yeah. Well, both I'd bring my guitar with me and he'd like show me songs he played on guitar and I'd show him new songs. I learned every time I eventually started showing him songs I wrote.
0: <laughs> wow. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Like, like what would you guys play?
1: Um, his favorite song is "Pancho and Lefty, the version with uh Merle Haggard oh actually he liked the Emily Lou version i think i said her name right but there's a Merle Haggard and Willie Nelson version uh-huh. and that's his favorite song and i learned it for him and i played it for him like right before he passed and it's the only time anyone's ever seen him cry so i felt wow. special. wow that's a pretty the, special moment i have the sure. lyric tattooed on me out of kindness i suppose was the like the Oh chorus. i love it yeah but um eventually i decided to like bring our passion together to help raise awareness and, um, fundraise for that charity. So uh-huh. I call it purple Palooza and I have, um, a lot of local artists come out every year that just want to help out and then perform for free. Mm-hmm. So we just, um, fundraise money with ticket sales or we have vendors come out and sell artwork or, um, some vintage clothes sometimes. And I just, that's how I fundraise for it. Everyone has teams for the 5k. Mine's called Papa's promise. He's my papa. And mm-hmm. so all the money from that I put into my team. And then at the 5K, they have competitions for like who raised the most money. And you get like a cool jacket or something.
0: Wow. And you started that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's really incredible. Were you able to do it this past year with like COVID and yeah. everything? I was oh. debating
1: doing like a virtual thing, but that seems like so much work. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> let's just take a break off. I'm. I'm good at like producing and creative stuff, but when it comes to like techie stuff, I was like, I don't want to figure all this out.
0: Yeah, it's a lot. It's <laughs> yeah. a lot um, to take on. I
1: hoping we can get back to it this year. I think we do it in like probably October, sometime in the fall, just because uh-huh. I'm, I'm hoping everything's like safe. It looks, yeah, it
0: looks like it's- There's a lot I mean, of things
1: are opening back up now.
0: Big festivals announced and, mm-hmm. and everything else. So hopefully, yeah, you'll be able to get, get that festival. Mm-hmm. And, and I kind of have again. like an
1: in now at that um, venue that I, pre- that I put on my album release party. Uh huh. So I'd like to do it there again. It's just a really cool venue.
0: That's cool. Um, with uh, the new song, Come Over, is that going to be a part of your sophomore record?
1: No, I, I oh. debated it for a while too, but I think it's because the sophomore album's actually about that breakup and it's just, it like starts out like down bad and then mm-hmm. it's just like a healing over time thing. And oh, kind of
0: like a concept record.
1: Mm-hmm. If you listen to it in order, it just like tells a story. I'm hoping like it's it'll be like a coping album for people, or like a comfort album if they're going through the same thing. But oh. that song just like has nothing to do with it. And I was like, sure, I'm holding on holding on to this for way too long. I was like, let's just get it out there for now, and then I'll get okay. back. To
0: it. <laughs> yeah. Have you been like because of the quarantine? Have you been able to spend quite a bit of time working on your your next record?
1: Um, Not as much as I'd like to. I've been focusing more on my paintings that the office I have in Bernie is one room is a painting studio and the other one's a music studio. And I had to like get focused on my paintings just to like make profit, to pay rent there for now.
0: Oh, wow. So you do painting as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, It started out doing like portrait paintings for people's pets. Everyone like that, like is my steady commission. Everyone loves their pet portraits and I've moved on to like human realism and abstract paintings. My favorite one I'm working on right now is a uh, still from it's always sunny in Philadelphia. It's oh, a, wow. It's from an episode where they're at a gas station robbery or they're, they're at a gas station during a robbery. It's just so funny to paint the whole cast. It's coming out so good though.
0: Wow. I'm looking at your now I'm on your commission art on your Instagram. Whoa. These are amazing. Oh, Thanks. <laughs> Is that always been something that was a passion of yours? Obviously paint. I mean, you you're incredible at it. So was that something you've always done?
1: I only started painting two years ago.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> so how did you find out that you're, you can do this so well?
1: Um, I was in art in school and I, um, sketch a lot, but we never like did paintings. And I was like, I'm really good at drawing. I'm sure paintings like similar you just put colors on it and like shade the same and one day I was just like well I would do abstract paintings of my lithium logo I would just do like the lithium element I'd put it in tape on a painting but
0: uh-huh.
1: you just um, mix colors mix paints with this um, medium called Liquitex and it makes it like flowy and I just put it on the canvas and like flow it around and then you, after you dry you like rip off the tape so I did those for a while for a lot of people especially like around the album release but two years ago, I was like, I thought I could paint a dog. <laughs> so I just painted uh, this dog, Romo. He's, he's right here. He's not even my dog. I'm a dog sitter. And he was my favorite one of my clients. And see. oh, wait, let me try to get a.
0: Oh, uh, OK. Yeah, I've seen that. That was like the first one I saw on here. Oh, yeah. um, but the one of the the black dog. Oh, my gosh. It looks like a photo.
1: Oh, yeah. That's my weekly cup. My weekly client. Her name's Trouble
0: wow yeah yeah so you always have that <laughs> I mean how amazing <laughs> your art painting my,
1: my fallback
0: <laughs> yeah wow that's incredible well okay so you're working on those and then you, you're you working on the, the sophomore record as well
1: mm-hmm. I realize it's difficult to produce there because I have like I record here this is my mom's house and then I would try to produce as much as I can there but it's such a hassle of like traveling back and forth to do it and mm-hmm. I can't I'm used to just like sitting down and making a song like a lot of songs on my album I just make like in the middle of the night in the morning I'd be like hey mom I wrote a song I produced a whole song you want to hear it <laughs> uh, so it's just been it's just been frustrating to record it this way but so I decided to not renew my lease at the office uh-huh. and I'm finding an apartment right now and then I just work so better if I work where I live mm-hmm. so I'm excited once I get there I'm just gonna be like let's make an album
0: <laughs> that's awesome well I can't wait to hear it now, and I and I what you're doing right now is incredible. So thank you so much for for taking time to talk with me today.
1: Of course. The whole album's written, by the way. It's just not produced.
0: Oh my gosh. So all the songs are ready.
1: Yeah. So it'll be quick. I'm just like, okay, every day I'm just going to produce a new one. So I think I'll make it quick. It won't take seven years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It only took seven years.
1: Yeah. It'll hopefully just take like a a few months.
0: (laughs) There you go. Very cool. Well, I have one more question for you. Do you have any advice for aspiring artists?
1: Um, don't be afraid to ask for help. It's all, and I always say my motto is it never hurts to ask. Um, there's so many connections I've been making in the industry lately, just by being like, hey, do you have advice on this? Would you like, or like, would you like to work with me? And if they say no, like, who cares? <laughs> but um, that's how I met my, one of my good friends, Alex Tume now. I just sent him that song, Retail Therapy, really not expecting him to respond at all. And I was just like, hey, here's a song. I was interested in you mixing it. Here's, and I just sent like a bunch of information about the song and like the stems. And I was just like, well, we'll just see. And like a week later, he's like, I love this. I'd love to do it. And I was like, are you kidding me? And now he's wow. uh he's become one of my good friends we play call of duty all the time and he's like <laughs> introducing me to people it's just really helpful it's like the biggest connection i have to the industry all because i was just like hey you you want to do this
0: <laughs> yeah
1: so i never heard that it's just do so weird about it